Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a groovy way of relaxing. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. What's up, Geekscapers? Welcome to a brand new episode of Geekscape, and happy Halloween to everybody out there. I'm wearing a skull mask. Um, my wife found this in the garage, and I'll tell you right now, um, this is what it's like at the London household. I don't even know how many costumes I have. Um, I can't hear my voice. It sounds totally muffled, so I'm just going to start with that. <laughs> it's worth a that lasted like six seconds before I was like, it just sounds like I have some kind of effect on my voice, so... Um, sorry about that, Geekscapist. Um, we are here at the Toad Hop Studios for another episode of Geekscape. It is Halloween. And um, thank you guys for being with us, unless you download it this weekend. We'll all be at Kamikaze at the uh, L.A. Convention Center. And you can visit Geekscape at booth 610, and uh, we'll be there um, having a, pretty much a blast. Uh, as I said uh, last week, we are here with the cast of Fangasm. Now, if you guys uh, have been listening to the show for the last couple of weeks, you know that Andrew Duvall over here has hey, been hey, hey. A, a guest co-host a few times, um, and I, as I said that that episode, that first episode that I had you, um, I really enjoy the show. Yeah, well, um, thank you. I love the show, and then, and, but you know, we've been friends with Kamikaze. We've been friends with Regina since the beginning, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I have this show." Da 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 da. And the first thing that I thought was, "Oh no," yeah. you know, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Because whenever Hollywood, no, no, gets yeah. a, you know, the, the, I thought the same thing. <laughs> well, it, it's it's the, the the whole issue we have as geeks is this sincerity issue, and when you see something like uh, Sci-Fi Channel, you know, which is owned by NBC Universal, whenever you see like a like a big corporation yeah. kind of, try and do like the retribution, it, it probably of our feels culture. like it's it's like a jock making fun of you again when I was in school. Yes, which is what I thought they did with that show with the Revenge of the Nerds guys. Remember that show that they did? Well, uh, yes, King of the Geeks. King of the Nerds. King of the Nerds. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I watched it long enough to watch uh, my friend jo uh, Jovenshire like confuse Mark Millar for Frank Miller, and I was like, oh, okay, Ferd, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, that's enough. And you just when when you've walked on glass your entire life, as us geeks have, yeah. right through through the uh, the slings and arrows, you just of, you get nervous. Life. Yeah, whenever anybody tries to you know claim. What you hold dear, you immediately get a little bit defensive. So when I saw this fangasm, I was like, oh, hell no. Hell no. And, and then when I saw Sal uh, doing push-ups, I was like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> uh, so Sal is here in the, in the studio, by the way, and, and he'll be on the mic. When I was there live for him doing push-ups, and the whole time I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Well, yeah. you, you could tell he wasn't a real jock because uh, he would ask you to stand on his back, you know what I mean, or, like, or like do something like rub him down with the oils or, or something a little bit homoerotic, and then you know that like he definitely uh, took a couple tucks with the football team in high school, right? Like, like that's what I think. And, um, and so I was watching this show he's doing the the, the push-ups and i was like I, I you know i'm still not convinced and i and and, and i'm already slightly convinced because regina's a friend of this and that and as i told uh andrew on that episode when he started crying with the george takei i was <laughs> remember that email i, I sent you that sappy I, I do, email yeah. and i was like oh my god like 
there was not a dry eye in our household. When I, I get that all the time. <laughs> you started talking about your grandmother in Star Trek and what it meant to you, and that is such yeah. the epitome of, of how important this means to us, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we are talking about a bunch of made-up fantasy stuff, and we're collecting toys, and we have posters in our room from these fantastical things that never exist, and we hold them almost as dear as our own reality, sometimes do, more yeah. so. Yeah. And what does that say about us as a culture? I, I think that says I know I think that says a lot about us. I like it. I, I think I, I you know like people have connections with books. You know, my right. mom has memories in books that she read when she was a kid, and it feels the same way to me. Like I have memories watching Star Trek, and Star Trek is my book. I guess you know. And isn't fiction the best when it is commenting on the human condition? Yeah. Like when you think about it, you know, I remember. I'll tell you that, and I think I've said this before on the on the show, but I remember my father gave me the giving me the Hobbit, and I was still going through like the like the maelstrom of watching my parents divorce. And I was being put in a car with my mother to go down to Guadalajara to spend the the, the, the summer with my, my family in Mexico, where yeah. my mother's from. And I remember just not having any ability to cope with what was happening in my personal life. Like, just not – like, your entire structure is thrown out when your parents go through a divorce at a young age. Yeah. And just going through – like, reading The Hobbit, where this, again – uh, small character with the least <laughs> amount of faculties of anybody, and he's powerless in, against the things that are happening to him. Um, and that's how I felt. Yeah. And I remember this journey. It was to Mexico, but <laughs> <laughs> but but to me, it felt like like that like like this liberating sort of like this kinship that I had with a character that that was never never really existed. And yeah. and I think you, for all of us that we have those moments. So starting out to really, you know, get you guys talking, what would that be? What was the time that you said, okay, this speaks to me. I'm a geek. Paul Perkins, sir, please. Dressed as a Dragon Ball Z character. Name your character, sir. Uh, the Great Xamon, a.k.a. Uh, Gohan, when he becomes basically a superhero. Oh, that is not his final form. Yeah. Do yes. your do your like uh, what would the, your super sign sound? What is that thing that they do? Dragon Ball Z. I don't, I don't watch it. What's the super it's, sign? It's basically just you you make impersonations of you trying to go to the bathroom, uh -huh. and then you just relive them, and then that's how you do them. Okay. I'm sure Andrew does a much better impersonation well, than I do. Do one, do one. Do no, your Dragon Ball Z. You, you just say, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a Dragon Ball Z character." Oh, don't don't they do like Hajawa? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's one, right? You just yell really really loud, and you go, "Ah!" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just like like your that. eyeballs pop out of your yeah. head. Your, your hair turns like. You know, I think they Yellow. ripped off. Remember Supersonic? Like, in, yeah. You know, in, in the a Sonic, lot of similarities. There, <laughs> Sonic yeah. CD, when he, when he turned into Supersonic and he had yellow hair, it was like flying around. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that uh, playing Sonic 2, and I remember the first time I unlocked Supersonic. I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. I now know why we have Emerald, like the Chaos Emeralds. Mm -hmm. like, that made my whole life. So, what, what would be that moment, Mr. Perkins, please? Um, I think, honestly, the one moment that I always remember and I always reflect on is like the first time I ever watched Star Wars. I was like three years old. And I was watching it with my parents. And basically what I did was I walked up in front of the screen and I started pointing out why each character symbolized different things, like in the movie when I was like three years old. Oh, wow. And I was like, you see those two suns there or the two moons? And I was like, that's the dark side and that's the good side. And Luke's trying to decide which side he wants to go to. Whoa. Whoa. This guy yeah. is a <laughs> Whoa. I was like Wait a, a little kid. How old are you? I, 
I was three years old. My parents recorded the whole thing. I'm 34 years cute. old. I've seen that movie countless times. And I didn't, it yeah, was, I know. You're, you're <laughs> re- wow. I never got that. I was just reading a lot into it. So. <laughs> yeah. And then when the special edition came out, they replaced it with a, uh, like a, a flying McDonald's sign. His <laughs> <laughs> entire reality. Yeah, I really got it. And it's like, oh, I need to eat more McDonald's. That's what the movie's trying to say. Uh, you know, Cr- buy more toys. Kristen Haggett is here. Kristen Hackett. And, uh, and, and, and you're here. And, and what would that moment be for you? Um, for me, it was definitely reading Harry Potter. That was like the first thing that I became obsessed with. Wow, she's so, she just made me feel so old. How old were you when Harry Potter came out? Like, um, I was actually into the mic, please, please, please. Oh, Born into the mic, yeah. I was actually the same exact age as the characters. So I was turning eleven when the book came out, and wow. it was right when Harry got his letter. So I felt like I kind of grew up with them throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, J.K. Rowling had kind of a delay between one of the books so there was a point where i overlapped them and this is kid stuff those are the tiger beat I years still <laughs> them. i love them i actually reread the third one again when we were on our way home from uh-huh. the wow. I read them all the time so you, you wait just now on your way to los angeles for kamikaze on you... my way back to new york okay after, after we finished our internship Wow. And now let's talk a little bit about fangasm. And, and Molly McIsaac's behind me. Of course, Sal Fringo is over here. And, uh, and, and let's talk about your experience. And obviously, guys, if, if something, you know, you want to, you want to chime in, obviously just jump on the mic. Um, and, uh, so what was the story with, uh, a few things in, in, in a few things with this, that whole experience? Cause I, I met Molly years ago at a convention in, in, uh, in Seattle called ZombieCon that we were sponsors on. And uh, and when I saw her in the ads, I was like, "Hey, hey!" Because I just remember her from like a, a lowly lit hotel room, candles, uh, oil. I mean, yeah. Well, she was just running the video camera. I was there with her. Uh, no, no, please, That's how I please. Used to make my money. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 I was like, "Oh, okay." So I, I know her. Um, how did it feel when you guys all came together, kind of forced into a house? Was that your first time meeting when you guys first get into the office or the house? Sal, please speak, speak. Well, I, I always related to it, and I'm so surprised that it didn't make the cut, but, like, I always felt like we had these, like, moments, like, before the Avengers met. Like right. In the movie where, like, Samuel Jackson comes in and he's like, I'm forming a team, whatever, at the end of the credits. Like, we all had our own individual movies, uh-huh. but then when we all met, it was like, all right, now something badass is going to happen. And it ended up being that's that's a way more dramatic way to put that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the way I I'm putting the team together. <laughs> I'm looking for the most socially inept and <laughs> and the, the crap upon of society, and I'll put them together and I'll make them rise above their rank. Yeah. Literally, when I walked in, I'm like, please God, let me not hate anyone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we... a, a nice cordial like month long thing. And then you only liked Sal. And then you yeah. only like Sal. <laughs> yeah. but, but, but honestly, when you hear Andrew that the me. producers, yeah. I mean, was that part of the sell? Like, oh, you can trust us. It's the producers of the Jersey Shore. You're like, oh, yeah, they look good. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, they're not completely paraded around as um, the worst well, we think, have to offer. I think, I mean, I do a lot of um, activism for anti-bullying and, and like, pro-geek stuff. <laughs> uh-huh. And, and um, I think that I was very worried that it was going to be exploitive. And yes. I asked a lot of questions, and I had their, like, full assurance from, like, multiple producers that we're not going to exploit it. It's a celebration, blah, blah. Obviously, I couldn't believe that, but I went into it knowing that I wouldn't let myself exploit it. Mm-hmm. That worked out really well. <laughs> Sorry, well, 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 hey, whoa, this is, this is the, <laughs> Say this for a panel This is actually <laughs> episode uh, 8.2. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So they gave you this assurance, but then 
everybody on the show, like all the girls on the show are attractive. You know what I mean? Like, like you'd think. Are you that, trying like, to say that geek girls aren't attractive? No, no, but I'm, you know what I'm saying, no, right? You're no, a girl. no, yeah, listen. Yes. You would think that like they're like, oh no, we aren't going to exploit you, but everyone is attractive, and it's like, okay, well, this is not a representation of yeah, the entire spectrum because it's not that geek, geek girls, girls aren't done, unattractive; yeah. it's that geek girls are everything. There are geek girls in every facet of, mm-hmm. of, of female life. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm really saying. And, well, why don't you? <laughs> it, you know, with, with Kristen and Danny and Molly, it's like, wait, how, how did that happen? Because uh, I remember the geek girls I've hung out with, and they're not on the show. Does that make sense? I'm only pretty when I put makeup on. I, 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 I think, I think, <laughs> what, no, I think what it was is, like, people would much rather watch unattractive guys and attractive girls than right. unattractive girls and attractive guys. But at the end of the day, they still ultimately yeah. have to get people to watch, watch the show. Is yeah. that, I mean, that's the TV game, I well, guess. I'm not saying yeah. that the guys are terribly unattractive. Yeah. Right? yeah what <laughs> are you trying to say, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, fuck you, <laughs> Paul Sal. <laughs> I'm going to be on Naked Vegas next week. So, uh... I honestly think, though, it's, it's, you're, it's like we weren't picked because we were pretty. We were mm-hmm. picked because we were also just giant, giant nerds. Yes. And we all had, like, things to bring to the table. And knowing you, I can I attest also, to that. I see your Facebook posts. And I'm like, she's very takes, enthusiastic. What's that? I also think it takes like a certain kind of person to be willing to go on to a reality yeah. show. Yeah, weren't you guys... So we're all like very secure with ourselves mm-hmm. for the most part. Sure. So I think that probably is... Was there any sense that you guys were going to lose control of your own image? Like well, once they take it, they cut it, da 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I, think, I think the way it was is you uh, they portray you whatever how you portray yourself. So if you portray yourself as a drunken fool, that you're going to be portrayed as a drunken. And fool. having seen the episodes, you guys can still attest to like that. Like that's you guys. That yeah, the, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any point where you thought that people were playing? Now let's get into the nitty gritty. We're we're putting their best face forward. Anybody was like playing a little bit of uh, you know? I want to be you know. I know. No. I, I feel. I feel. Mike yeah, was very I was say Mike Reed. <laughs> yeah, I, I know exactly why. And I, yeah. I don't know if I should say it. I'm going to say. Well, it. Well, go, go, go ahead. Go, yeah. All right. Into the mic, please, sir. Sir, if you're going to talk shit, make it sound, make it hurt. <laughs> Mike is. I like him. You know, we're friends and everything like that. But as far as like editing goes, he got. There's no way he didn't get the most edited out of all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Why was he just like running around crazy? Well, you know, everybody Terrible. who watches the show like. There's like 80% of the people, yeah, that, well, that water was going to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, 80% of the people ended up hating Molly, right? People they, who watched the show, and you felt that? Yeah. Like, oh, did yeah. you I've just been, get yeah, berated? I hate mail every yeah. day. You get hate mail every day? Oh, yeah, I've been like crying myself to sleep like this entire Do you night. take it that personally? These people yeah, you've sure never is. met before. I didn't at first until it was like apparent that people that I know personally were posting on forums anonymously what? about me. Yeah. There was like obviously I had deleted my Facebook because people were like going into like the like years ago posts on my Facebook and like using posts against me and photographs against me and like it got really out of hand. What a bunch of bored motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like those are the nerds. Uh, like, yeah. like, it, Jesus, it, that's a lot of things. It's, it's one. That's thing, a lot of time to do that. It's one, thing, it's one thing to say, oh, just brush it off and ignore the haters, but when yes. people are directly targeting you and telling you to like kill yourself and like that you don't deserve to live and that fangasm would be better without you, and especially because it's a community that I love so much, it yes. feels like it feels like the nerds that I try so hard to like protect and love were like turning on me. And it well, like really sucks. Maybe, maybe that's does the thing. Paul deserve to live? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe maybe that's the thing, mommy. That's a whole different issue. We haven't into that yet. <laughs> We're gonna get there. We're gonna get with this to the edible shit. Well, <laughs> why why do you feel the need to protect and 
Because so yeah, why be the spokesperson yeah. for yeah, who, people? Yeah, who put you in charge of nerds and geeks? It's so quite an undertaking. I was really, 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 really bullied in high school to the point of, like, attempting suicide. Mm-hmm. And I, like, pulled myself up basically, like, on my own. And the entire time all I wanted was for somebody to be there for me to look up to. And there wasn't anybody. And I just kind of, like, got sucked into this, like, I'm, like, I'm a very, like, outspoken person, and I'm kind of, like, abrasive in general, and I, I have, don't have a problem voicing opinions that people don't necessarily like, and I started, like, speaking on panels about feminism and speaking on panels about anti-bullying, and I just kind of became that, but I'm happy to be that. Mm-hmm. It's just hard yeah. sometimes, especially when they edited, they <laughs> didn't edit any of my, like, happy friendship moments with sure. you guys. It was all just like, Molly is a cold, hard bitch who throws everybody under the bus and is mean all the time. And he's well, marshmallows. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you for what answering the question. <laughs> so would it have helped your image had you hooked up with Micah when he was uh, getting frisky oh, and he's God, like, ain't no, nobody else in the house? I would not touch that with like a million foot pole. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it turns out he has a million and one foot pole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's endowed. And <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you don't have to go anywhere. He'll, he'll touch you. Uh, that's a really scary. Paul's like, don't, Paul, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't think about that. <laughs> he's, he's a creative director he, he thinks he's about doing, those he's things getting flushed. um <laughs> molly have there ever been times when you're like you know what i'm not gonna fight that particular fight you know what i mean do you have to always stand up for every single do you, i mean do you i'm getting i'm getting better about choosing my battles mm-hmm. for sure i think it's uh kristen actually helped me a lot with the haters like at first she was like just don't respond like i you know turned off anonymous on a lot of things but like I think that important issues like sexism and cosplays not consent and bullying like still need to be addressed and and like I'm I really feel so strongly about it that I will take like all the crap in the world to talk now about Now this it. this cosplay is not consent like how much of this like honestly like we're geeks and we talked a little bit on the floor at New York Comic Con about this that like like as geeks we were not invited to the party for so long mm-hmm. and then when we go to this place like a San Diego Comic Con or a convention and all of a sudden Everyone who represented in us and are, and are like sexually, you know, going through puberty and not being invited to the party and are sexually like, re- you know, it's, it's like, like you it's get reverted back to a 13 year old. Yeah, it's, it's basically like you spend like the first half of your life being shaken like a Coke can. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you have, a, a you know, th- these women and they're like, is it not just like hanging meat in front of like wolves? Like, is it not a bad idea? Like, 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 like. Obviously, you want to go to a convention and you want to express what you're a fan of and wear what you want to wear, but. How much? At what point does it become kind of like okay? Maybe I'm just gonna dress as, like it becomes. It's really a, a complicated issue, isn't it? Yeah. What, well, what's the difference between dressing up as Catwoman and dressing up as slutty Catwoman? You know, right? Well, like okay. I always get confused. Most, it, it's most, Halloween, so we're gonna find that out. <laughs> most of the characters are sexualized in comics, mm-hmm. but yes. we're, we're fans of the sexualized comics. That's obviously a symptom of the cause that I'm not going to get into. However, if we want to cosplay like the characters truly as they are portrayed on paper, we're going to dress exactly like that. And people should be learning respect for women in costume. Well, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of you know us having to ramp back our love for yeah, the characters. Yeah, but my question is not like if someone grabs like comes up to you and grabs you in the butt. My question is if someone looks at you and then you stare at them as if they're like the worst person in the but world. There's nothing wrong with people looking. Well, I mean, right. I've seen people get mad about yeah, that. I you do that see that sometimes at the cons, yeah. right? Well, like, I mean, I think it depends also the way that they're being looked at. It's like there's a way of like looking at someone like and appreciating their costume and looking at them at, like with your mouth open, right. drool hanging out. Like <laughs> I look at them like, like kids can't help it. Though. You know, I mean, you know, like when well, somebody's. 
learn. Like in, a Looney, <laughs> in a Looney Tunes comic, when somebody's hungry and all of a sudden somebody turns into a chicken, yeah. you know, like that's how I, I'm just like, you know, I'm kidding. I'm fucking around. <laughs> <That's> stupid. <laughs> if you need something stupid, it's the host of the show. Society, they need right. to learn how to behave themselves. So maybe that's the geek lesson yeah. is like, listen, guys, you can't just walk around as like a shaken Coke can. <laughs> you I, know. A, I actually have a panel I do at Emerald City Comic Con mm-hmm. called How to Talk to Girls. Mm-hmm. Where I teach these hapless, wonderful nerds how to be respectful. Wow. You see that? <laughs> I heard a rumor that you uh-huh. wanted me to come to one of those panels. I did. Someone oh. told me that, that oh, you said no. in an interview that you uh-huh. wanted me to go to that. Mr. Yep. Perkins, you got... No, actually, I tweeted. I said... No, I, no, I tweeted. I said, I do a how to talk to girls, but you need a how to talk to Elvira. Oh, <laughs> talk about hate mail. Paul in. Perkins got like really singled out as the one in the house who didn't know how to talk to girls, and obviously, like starting out, you you know, no offense, Andrew, but you look at Andrew and you're like, that guy's not taken. And then you have his girlfriend, girlfriend Lisa show up, and you realize it's a long-standing relationship. Their web series, The Apartment, launched this week on YouTube, and it's awesome. And, and, and awesome. It's a lot of fun, and, uh, and 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 we're like, oh man, that boy's taken care of, and you took the brunt of the this guy is hapless with girls. How did it make you feel when all of a sudden there was a magnifying glass on your what would you call it inability talking to women? Like, well, I think it was. Uh... I think I kind of knew it was going to happen anyways because, I mean, let's face it. I mean, I made a lot of stupid decisions while mm-hmm. I was on the show when it came to girls. And all that, but I hang out with Mike Reed a lot. And Mike <laughs> that, Reed has this thing yeah. where he that's has to your take problem. every girl in the room yeah. and leave none for anyone else. So it's, you, I mean, it's a massive insecurity. Mike would... Like it's a massive insecurity. Like everybody roomed with the Mike Green at one point in college. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like every, like every, like everybody had that guy who was like, "I'm going to become alpha male, and the way I'm going to do it is through." Showing my, you know, ability with girls, it's like, okay. Well, even my friends, though, like, in college, you know, like, if they were trying to be the alpha male, they would still at least, like, you know, like, talk up if they had, like, a situation where they wanted to go after. You know, I'm not saying, like, you know, like, prowling or something, but if there was another girl in the room that she found attractive, at the very least, he could be a good wingman and say, like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, why don't we see if we can, you know, get this girl interested in you somehow? It, it's massively, like, unattractive to women, isn't it, to have that kind of just, I mean, it's insincere. You know what I mean? To have that kind of uh, a, a view. Is it not, and this is directed again to Chris and Molly, but like if a guy is part of the group, if he's fun to be around and he's supportive of his friends and he says, hey, you know what I mean? Like like if I'm hanging out with Sal and, you know, and, and Paul and they're single and they're like, hey, you know, they're trying to boost their buddies. Like there's a part of that that a woman says, okay, that's the kind of person I want to be with because they're secure enough to kind of let that go and – yeah. Just be a part of the experience. Yeah, and Mike Mike did the complete opposite, where he would he would um, be like, "You could be with this, or you could be with that." Yeah. yeah. I mean, now, 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 what exactly is is that? Man titties and uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is nice. Yeah, here's the biggest thing about Mike, though, that you can't see by watching the show. Oh, we don't Mike, know. No. We, I talked about his penis. A million, no, 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 a million no, no, feet no, long just, and one. Have you ever smelled a hamster cage? <laughs> yeah. See, that, that's Fuck the thing. That. <laughs> that's what I was trying to get into before. Soaked in how No. Five pounds of bottle of Axe. Uh, the five act? people, the producers. You're still a nerd. Like, I'm sorry, but like, like using jock products <laughs> on a nerd, like that's like putting makeup on a pig. Like you, <laughs> you're still a fucking nerd. He came back from Target one day yeah. and had bought Target three hundred three hundred dollars worth of Axe body spray. <laughs> yeah. But that's it's. And like he just lost like, yeah. like smelling like an Armenian dude, like in Hollywood at that point. Yeah. But he, <laughs> you know was, what I mean? he like, was replacing showering with Axe. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was the problem. Get the fuck out. That's true. And so I told him, I was like, there were a couple of things I said to him. One, he's replacing, like, quality with hygiene. quantity. Hygiene. Yeah. As far as the girls are <laughs> yeah. concerned. And then yeah. hygiene, like, a lot of these girls, like, 
they saw the cameras and they were like, yeah, because there's sure. no way they didn't smell. Sure. There's absolutely no way. Oh, no. And, like, we were talking about that, but Sci-Fi had to edit it because we don't want to be seen as, like, oh, here are the white, geeky, racist kids. Well, what's yeah. funny is I was at Kamikaze Expo earlier. Sal. This, hey. That's what it was. Hey, yeah. He smelled hey, well, awful. He doesn't shower. Sal is a... Hey, hey, settle down, honky. Mike, Mike, uh, is, Mike, Mike is a nice person right riddled with insecurity. No, yeah, and, and, that, and that's, like... Well, that's th everyone. That's the thing that's going to come out I'm on, like, camera the most. You know what I mean? That's the one that's... It's going to come that. out in camera the most. And I think what Paul did is like, that's the thing that you want to do if you, you accept their insecurity and you say, okay, I'm going to try and do a little self-improvement. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he walks up to these two girls, uh, you know, whether or not their cameras, you know, pointed at them or not and whatever the reason, he had to go and do it. And yeah. he had to go and do it with people watching. Yeah, people the, watching who he would you know, never the, know, who would never see. He still had to do it. The thing about Paul that I don't think people know is he can really talk. He knows how to talk to women. He just doesn't know how to close. Like, yes. he talks to yeah. women. I'll agree with that. Yeah, and, yes. and women <laughs> women would be like, oh, man, I really like this guy. And in Paul's head, Paul's like, oh, I totally struck I out. Struck and he out. just kind of walks away. Or, and we're all no. like, what are you doing, Paul? Or yeah. he just... You just ramble too much, my dear. He, yeah. he gets nervous and he doesn't stop talking. You should have seen my marriage proposal, Paul. Like you, I literally, I use my, I use a Green Lantern ring to propose to my oh, wife. Nice. Like, like, see, but, but, so but, but, but you got to think this stuff out, right? I took her to an island. I took her to, you know, and so if she said no, that shit was gonna get uncomfortable. You know, like, <laughs> well, if like she said no, she couldn't go anywhere. Exactly. That what you were trying exactly. to do there? No, yeah, okay. I mean, I was like, I was like, you gonna do this? No, I mean, is that is that how you proposed? I was like. Yo, girl, I've been looking at you. <laughs> Are you looking good? You want to go join the Green Guy in a corpse? <laughs> and brightest good. day and blackest night. Um, no, it's just, uh, it was just, um, I don't, I, I don't, you know what? I, I had such futility for so long in my life. And just watch, especially romantically, you know, because we are such romantics as geeks. We look at this stuff again that, like, will never, ever really exist. And we sometimes want it to be true because it's, easier than sometimes our own realities that immediately makes us these romantics who romanticize and, and, and we script things that may never end up happening with us and the people in our lives and it sets us up for the disappointments when those scripts aren't fulfilled sal and, had before yeah, yeah, and yeah, after yeah. line oh, to kiss danny oh yeah we'll talk about <laughs> stockholm syndrome soon enough <laughs> hey you're in this house for at least two more weeks <laughs> you can't lock the doors. Uh, and um and and yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean I guess with, I mean the, the audience has heard it over the last 8 years. With Laura it was just one of these things where you it it was it just became easy. It it just became easier to be with than to be without. And like and honestly Paul like for, I think forcing square pegs in round holes is where <laughs> in a while that just turned into a sex metaphor. But yeah. but but doing that kind of thing is where we trip up as geeks and when we realize that because we're super cognizant because we're geeks that's when we start trying to fix it, and the, then it just starts falling apart. Rather than step away and reassess, which is which any good geek scientist knows I to do. I want you yeah. as my therapist. Oh, this this. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've got we got uh, two geekscapists, Shane O'Hare and Derek Crevenel. Kind of, I keep fucking up your name. I think if you're not here, I say it right, and then when you're here, I fuck up your name. Uh, they're in the uh, a studio, and like you know, I've been talking to you guys for what eight years, and it's a bit of therapy. It's been longer than that. It's been longer than that? I mean, I remember in Seattle for a zombie con, Shane was up there with us, and he was like, I remember having to pick up golf balls uh, out on the golf range where I grew up, and rich people would try and hit me with the golf balls as they swung at the clubs, and it, if it wasn't for your voice, 
Uh, it's just every day after school, uh, that's all I would listen to. And I was like, that's fucking pathetic. Shut up. No, you become a dear friend, right? And you become a dear friend. And, and that's kind of what this is all about. Um, that's, I mean, that's what Geekscape is about. I think that, that, that you guys have become friends. So it's a bit of it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to run a couple ads, and when we get back, we're not only going to talk to Lisa, who's here, your girlfriend, yeah. the uh, star of creepy. I'm sorry. the apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, I get to sleep with her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we're also going to talk a little bit about the Danny and Sal situation, which I guess is now a long-distance relationship. All right? Yeah. We'll be right back on Geekscape. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. What's up, Toadheads? Hey, make sure you check out the Toad Hop store on ToadHopNetwork.com. It's a great way to support the network and helps continue to bring you quality programming. Quality programming, my ass. Can you see I'm recording you? So maybe you've got a great idea for a business and want to start selling your products or services online. Maybe you're an established business owner looking for new customers. Or maybe you're interested in starting a personal website. No matter who you are, GoDaddy wants to help you kick ass online. Right now, GoDaddy's offering .com domains for just $1.99. It's go time. Start your website today. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter promo code TOAD to get your $1.99.com or click on the GoDaddy graphic on the ToadHop website. Some limitations apply. See website for details. Does your car smell like you need scent bomb? Does your house smell like get some scent bomb? Does the bathroom smell like get some scent bomb? Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers to type in the promo code RADIO at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right, you spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code RADIO at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's GetSomeScentBomb.com. What's up, everyone? Sports Guru here. Sick of looking at the same old boring websites? Well, check out the new SportsGuru.com for all the hottest training videos and all the biggest sports news. Become a VIP for only $4.99 and get premium access to everything the Sports Guru has to offer. The beautiful Gurus Girls, all my biggest sports picks, and much more. So get off that porn site and check out the new SportsGuru.com. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted, isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home in style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your stuff's free. Books on tape, games galore, everything you're looking for. Kindle, cameras, electronics, baby Einstein, hooked on phonics, Blu-ray, movies, and TV, download, music, MP3, Pixar, Disney, microphone, pet supplies, and doggy bones, World of Warcraft, Nancy Drew, Sims, the Scruffs, Ishtim too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. Oh. 
Hey, what's up, Geeks Campus? We are back with the cast of Fangasm. And uh, if you guys look over on the camera where Andrew is, you guys are like, oh, who are them lovebirds? Uh, Andrew is uh, joined by his better half, Lisa. Oh, nice was introduced. <laughs> she was introduced into an episode of Fangasm uh, basically as the person who has to bring me laundry because uh, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly he right. had to, he, I mean, you told me the story when we were off uh, camera last week or the week before that yeah. you had not packed enough clothes because you were like I live here. Yeah, I'm like oh, I'm like I can get clothes anytime I want. <laughs> and then you uh, had to get Lisa to come and bring you clothes yeah, because had you had three shirts. <laughs> for uh, they were all three of the Jurassic Park shirts, <laughs> but you, you had three. I wore shirts. that all the time. And so Lisa brought the uh, the the um, the laundry, you know your laundry over, and then ended up hanging out for a little bit, and we all got introduced to your better half. And then it turns out you guys have launched this web series, the apartment this week um basically yeah. uh five white people it's racist <laughs> uh living in an apartment um but but i mean what w- sell it like what is it beyond that i know you guys are all five comedians yeah i mean we're five comedians living in an apartment together and we start we, into the mic into the mic please we, oh uh, she's she's much quieter than you andrew <laughs> she's much quieter <laughs> Um, more pleasant. More pleasant. Um, oh, that's good. We, yeah, we we actually filmed it a long time ago, but we didn't want to release it um, while Fangasm was going on because we thought that would be disrespectful to sci-fi. So we held yes. on to it for a while. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we're like, ah, oh, it's kind of funny because like we're sort of making fun of reality shows uh, right. in the web series. Yeah, it kind of like, feels well, like yeah, it's, a reality show. It's, it's a like a mockumentary about five roommates living in a house together and they're like weird, awkward adventures together mm-hmm. and like. Uh, each episode gets more and more progressively weirder, and weirder things happen to us. So, like, how how weird does it get to like give a hook to the audience? Uh, there, there's out? one episode where we mirror uh, uh, the Hunger Games. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. We get it's pre- called the Apartment Games. We get, <laughs> wow, we get pretty intense with it. So yeah. we're we're really proud of it, and we like to think of it as kind of like it's The Office meets It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right. Where it's kind of the format of The Office, but not really. Um, it's just it's it's documentary style, but it, it gets very uh, very awkward. Uh huh. Because we're very awkward. So. Yeah, I mean, the part in Fangasm that got me was when you guys started hack, like laughing <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. And it was like this crazy fucking nerdy hyena thing. Like, yeah. You know, it was like, holy shit. It's like a nerd Cerberus. It's a multi-headed dog that just laughs like a hyena. It was insane. Like, yeah. I mean, is it something like when you live, you know, when you hear about people living together, mainly, you know, they, they start having the same cycles. Like, is it that kind of thing? Who had the laugh first that, is what I'm trying to ask. We both had the laugh. Yeah, oh, fucking we, we no, no, that's that. true. We met each other and then something happened that was funny and we started laughing and we're like, oh my God, there's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that, that was like your Lady in the Tramp moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like... I mean, who approached who? How did you guys meet? I'm guessing it was in the comedy world, I guess, right? Yeah, we, we met at, a, like, an improv comedy workshop, yeah. and we were immediately paired up with each other okay. to do the workshop. And you were like, oh, right. And our I'm like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and you were like, oh, fuck. Well, then, then he had really much. long hair. You yeah, did. I had really, really long, long hair and a really long beard, because I thought it made me look different. It did. It did. Yeah. It did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. It did. You were like, great. My co- I'm going to get murdered. Well, the, the bad thing about like having long hair and a beard is like you're walking down the street and people are like, oh, my God, that's Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you the can't first, get, fucking kiss a guy with that shit. The first two years of our friendship was we would walk into a store and I think people would approach me like, are you okay? Yeah. Do you need us to alert the authorities? Yeah, I don't want your boyfriend stealing any shit. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, that's fine. That's just Andrew. And he'd be like, oh. Wow. And so what, at what point did it get romantic? Like, how did he win your heart? 
Well, I mean, everybody talks about the friend zone thing, but I think that's a myth because we were friends for about a year and a half, two years before we started. But the, the thing about the friend zone is you always have to remind the girl that you like her. Yeah, and you had to do that. Like, yeah. it got painful, right? Well, it got very painful. Like, like we would be hanging out, eating dinner, and I'd be like, "I like you. You know that, right?" <laughs> oh, no, and I'd you like, really... finish your soup. <laughs> you gave her like, I mean, like, listen, like that's the thing. I, I think with like the friend zone, and maybe that segues into Sal and the Stockholm syndrome he gave to Danny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> You ain't going anywhere, Lee. I, I, you signed a contract I, I, on TV, I, and I'm here, and you're here. So let's make the best of it. I like <laughs> I liked being a friend, though. Like, right. like you know, I feel like I wouldn't be. Well, able you didn't to... have a choice. Well, you had to accept it. Well, I mean, like, like I, if she goes, you know, either we can be friends or, or nothing. I don't want to be like, oh, what the hell with you? So. Right. I liked her enough that I wanted and to be friends. How did you start winning? Like, what about well, Andrew? I started, I started, Not that I don't uh, love him for just being a co-host for two. Weeks. I started falling for him when we met his when I met his parents uh-huh. for the first time. When we we hung out with his into family. the mic, please, please. And uh, right there, yeah. right there. Right you can there. talk into the mic, but I know you're we, talking yeah. to me. <laughs> the, the first time I met his his family, I was like, okay, he's. He's all right. Right. Like when I saw his relationship with his mom, I, he's I a sweet to, guy. Yeah. And really, like, but he's like, always been he's always been a sweet guy. But I mean, attraction grows, and not only in like who he was as a person, but also everything else about him. Sure. I think it was uh, I don't know it was a process. So I think a lot of people when they approach a girl and she maybe isn't into it right away, if you give up on it, then that's just a testament to your own shallowness. I think. Right. Oh. So, like a lot of guys are like, oh, she won't talk to me. She's so shallow. It's like, well, maybe the fact that you're no longer talking to her because she doesn't want to yeah. get with you right away means you're more shallow than her. So, I mean, wow. I think like... If Did you, you hear that? That's a great point. If you stick with I've it. I've got my note and paper out. <laughs> yeah. You know how you like everybody looks at Paul? They're like, oh, that's a you hear that, Paul? Just, just no stocking. Yeah. No stocking. Well, no, that's what she's saying. Uh, from a distance. But I think, I think friendship is the first step in any sort right. of relationship. I mean, if you're with someone for a certain amount of time, you become their their best friend. And you guys are best friends. Yeah. 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 yeah so you guys would be the spinoff show from The Apartment. Yeah, I mean, because let me tell you, the rest of the cast, like, honestly, like, get, get some color in there. You know, like those motherfuckers look like they ain't never seen the sun. But like when you're when you're at like a really crappy open mic doing comedy in front of like two guys and a homeless man. Oh, who's that's sleeping, the worst. Yeah, and you can make each yeah. other laugh and make it a good time. Then you know there's something there. Yes, and that's kind of how it happened. Well, I've kind of fallen for your boyfriend. And uh, and what's on the horizon? Any? Yeah, you, you. I mean, any of this? You know, engagement? Anything? Oh, not comedy oh, tour God. first. Comedy no. tour first. Okay, yeah, got it. Comedy, comedy tour. Comedy yeah. tour. Let's get the comedy first. tour going. <laughs> that is, that's <laughs> the nerdiest thing ever. We would, like, we would like some comedy clubs to propose to us, and then yeah, yeah and then we'll take it from there. You hear that? Um, so, so Sal, now we're going to turn to you. Dun dun dun. Like, is what she's saying true? I mean, you worked that shit for. <laughs> I mean, that was like a war of attrition with you. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I knew that it was always going to be like it seemed. Like, there was a war in Danny herself because half Get the, time, the fuck out! <laughs> it was edited! Go she was back fighting to herself! She was. was like, I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! It was exactly. Have you, have you seen Kung Pao where she's like, I'm so ready for action! So ready for love! Yeah. I don't know what she flips a coin like fucking Harvey Ben. <laughs> Get out of here! So, really, you were like, oh. you sensed that? And you were like, she's going to cave. I was not the only she's one who said it. The other people in really? the house were like, Sal, she's always like going to where you're standing. Mm. And I'm like, no, mm. that's not happening. And they're like, yeah, that's happening. Guys, back me up. Did that happen? Danny is on here I, to back herself yeah, up. Because I'm going to go with that that she liked you, but I, I don't know if it was ever like, oh, my God, I want to get into this. I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, not till later, you know, the end of the season. But you guys have had the sex? <laughs> <laughs> guys, come on. There's geeks here. We don't fuck around. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh! Okay, 
So like it wasn't just for the cameras. Good, good, good. But not never on camera. Like, of course, this isn't the other show that the producers made. Like, come on now. But I mean, I'm an East Coast guy as it is, and, and, and she's, she's a West LA Coast. girl. So I mean, she she has a boyfriend right now. What the fuck? We gotta find him. Is he gonna be a kamikaze? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he we'll might send, be. okay just tell him. That, just tell uh, Mike that he's LARPing against him. And we'll, <laughs> so he'll get his ass beat. I got you, Sal. What's up? Yeah. We'll just put him in a foam rubber costume and be like, Hey, Mike, you gotta eliminate this guy from the LARPing field. And Mike will just beat the shit out of him, not knowing that it's a fucking game. What happened? It's not a fucking game. What happened? <laughs> Mike, what happened on that episode when you were raging? It's not a game. It's real life, sir. Oh, it's come on. Guys, that's kind of like... It, 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 he's the guy who would fucking go crazy. Like, you ever see that Tom Hanks movie where he's playing too much D&D? From, like, it was a TV movie from the early 80s, like when he was in Bosom Buddies? Nope. Go Google this, or IMDb. Yeah, Tom yeah. Hanks was in this movie where he loses a grasp on reality because he's playing so much D&D. And you know it played right into all those churches where like, I told you it's satanic. You know what I mean? Like, this is a real movie. And he does, loses reality. Like, you worry that Mike has, like, lo- like just for, I mean, obviously he's you, here you with could, us now. You can see the he's fire in his now. eyes. At a moment, did any of you guys think, we're going to have to kill him? At the very beginning, right? When he hit the first person. <laughs> like, like, at any point, did you see the, you see the look in his eyes where you're like, this fucking guy's feral. Yeah. You know? Well, like, when X-23 gets the smell. I, I was mentioning it earlier. There was a part where, like... I grabbed the flag because we were playing right. capture the flag okay, for sure. a while, and I grabbed his flag, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Like Mike was off battling Paul or whatever, right? right? And I had it. the flag, and then like Mike sniffed or something. He knew that his flag yeah. was in danger. Feral sense. And he saw me, and he did like this bull charge. Yeah. And I had my little bow and arrow, and I was like, "It's gonna be like him fuck, or me." Fuck. Yeah, I- I'm screwed. And so like I timed my shot, and I taught archery to kids for like two years. Who's this guy out in the woods? So, yeah, he, so I I he pelted no him. I got him right in the balls. You sure did, sir. And he didn't quit. And he dropped. He dropped. Oh, like he a dropped. Sack of potatoes. Okay, okay. As soon as I got him in the balls, there's no you can't run after. But that. at that point, you're out of the game. Or well, no, he, okay. he was yeah, out for like our, a minute. Right? Our yeah. game really had no rules. We set yeah. ground rules. And there's then, your first mistake when you're yeah. playing with somebody like Mike. Yeah, we, we set ground rules. Like, uh, we can't... In Florida, we play different, guys. In Florida. Yeah. 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 Mike, I, I've please. been to Florida. Defend, we never played like that ourselves. Sir, defend yourself. <laughs> Mike, please. Like, like I this had whole so thing. much frustration built up, and someone gave me a sword. Into the mic, please. Mike, what was the source of your frustration? Was it the hot girls that they put in this fangasm show? Uh, no, I mean, being on camera just for uh, umpteenth amount of time and no privacy and everything just was overall just frustrating. And they put a sword in my hand. And I had been LARPing before. I'd, I go to sword tournaments and I use uh, do martial arts tournaments and stuff like that I used to. And they gave me a... Uh, and they oh, gave no. me a sword, and uh, they just like, all right, sword fight time. And I was like, all right, cool. How do you win? How do you win? And I just went to go win. Play to win. That's wow. Yeah. Win. Well, you fought valiantly. Thank you. you. Yeah, you Lisa fought. gets it. Thank you. Lisa, Lisa. gets it. I, mean, I Lisa. wasn't there. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like Eye of the Tiger. He was like, this is my moment. People are watching. I'm lar-. And then this guy, Paul, comes and does his soldier smash. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, you said he's got the Eye of the Tiger, but didn't Rocky lose in the first movie? You're right. And you're that's right. kind of what I did to Mike right. at the end of the LARPing match. Yeah. I just won TKO, but, and that was But it. he lost to Apollo Creed. I mean, you guys totally took the race thing. and Apollo Creed. You're definitely Rocky. Wow. You can tell by looking at us. But you end up dying. <laughs> you know you end up dying, right? What? You know you end up being killed by Ivan Drago, right? Like, you know that you don't get the better of this. He, um, I mean, yeah, you, if I'm going to get die. killed, Dolph Rundgren would be the one I'd want to get killed by. Isn't that by, the so. fucking truth? Yes, exactly. You, know, you want to go like a universal soldier and have them collect your ears? Exactly. Yes. Thank I you. Propose, uh, it gets my life. I propose a rematch of Kamikaze, just saying. 
I decline. I want to see a rematch of Andrew and Kristen where they just go back and forth two inches. That was really that was sweet. Now, Lisa, at any point did you think you were going to lose his heart? In this little flirtation. That wasn't really flirtation as much as it's like, let's pretend we're doing something. Let's so the fuck away yes. from Mike. So that Mike was, doesn't that kill us. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's Andrew's survival plan. Like, <laughs> Mike's like, Leroy Jenkins. I don't have weapons in my hand. I'm safe for a second. Leroy Jenkins, let's do this. We were quoting, I was quoting that all day. And it, oh, really? It didn't make the cut. Yeah. Andrew and Kristen are both like little kittens. That's nice. That's yeah. good. So guys, uh, good input. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this LARPing thing. Uh, you know, and, and, and we're gonna have uh, Sal uh, fight Danny's boyfriend by the Coke machines. I'm uh, what, completely uh, fine with it. I think I'm what? very happy for the two of them. I, it's been months. Like people, you know, okay. everyone's like, "Oh, what's I feel this really what's bad." What's this guy's story? You, I know you've been looking at his Facebook. What's this guy's story? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I, I saw on Twitter, you know, they're watching Walking Dead together. But like. Fuck people, it's it's very like fresh and new to the people who just watched because Fangasm right, right, just right, ended. Right. But for us, Fangasm ended months ago. Right. So like it's like watching a highlight reel of like when you're just getting with your girlfriend, but you broke up with like a year later. Mm. Like, you know, everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, way to go! I hope you guys get married and have a billion kids." Like, then did months you, ago, did you guys? Then do you have somebody new? Or are you seeing somebody new? No, I'm still single. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, yeah. you know, status quo. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep the status quo in the dirt. Yeah. Like, let's do it. I feel like a traitor. I'm like, oh, I'm married. Like, I'm a traitor. You know, but I did get a ring and so did Frodo. So I feel like it's okay. Um, so, guys, Kamikaze, it starts tomorrow. If you guys are listening, Geekscapes at Booth 610. That was the internship that brought you guys all together. And um, what are you guys doing over the weekend? Like, what are your uh, plans? Lots of panels. Yeah. Lots yeah. of panels. What, what panels can we look forward to? I got a uh, stand up comedy show on Saturday at 7. Okay. Everyone yeah, it's great. We're performing with like all of us and our roommates. Everybody, Everybody who was on the apartment will be at the show. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, you know you can check kamikazeexpo.com for is that the website? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. For the uh, for the schedule and you guys have that Saturday night. Like, what are some of the rest of your plans? I'm doing um, a gender and pop culture panel and a fashion panel, and I'm also going to be on Molly's panel. Okay. Yeah. So well, what's your panel, Molly? My panels, if it'll load, I have a sexism in within the geek culture panel at 1:30 on Friday. You guys, go to that. You get your and yeah. then um, <laughs> we have the main fangasm panel on Friday night at 7 on the main stage. And then Kristen and I are both doing the Geek Girl fashion panel at 11 on Sunday. And then I'm also in the Epic Cosplayers of 2013 panel ah. at 12. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're also doing signings. You guys are doing day. signings. What, what, what booth are you guys doing the signings we at? We will be at booth uh, 1725. And I posted everything on the Instagram if you guys okay. want to see where, when we're signing and where. What is your Instagram? Just Molly McIsaac. Okay. I, I feel I feel like I'll be signing the whole entire time. So if you guys are there, you don't have to wait for a booth or whatever. If you see me, just come up to me and I'll take pictures with you and sign whatever you want. No, we want Lisa's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we, like, we like you. In. <laughs> Our awkward smiles. Well, it's gonna no. What's gonna be awkward is like next week or the week after when I'm like, hey. Uh, Andrew, listen, uh, can Lisa co-host? <laughs> <laughs> if you do anything about Harry Potter, I'll be. I'll be yeah. um, and, and now, Sal, do you have plans? Mike, uh, what, what about you, Paul? Um, I'm doing a panel, uh, DC versus Marvel at six on okay. uh, Saturday. Now, who who wins really when it comes down to DC versus Marvel? Because uh, he's wrong. Because they wrong. go they go through like phases, don't they? Uh, yeah, they go through phases. Right now, Marvel is uh, is definitely winning. I mean, movies and in comic books, they just uh, did a soft reboot Marvel now. So Marvel is definitely right. win definitely winning. But it's more of a discussion about what are the perks on both sides, and DC rocks forever. 
I think uh, you know what you know what I'm enjoying from DC. I just read that uh, Damien, Son of Batman. Did you read the Damien, Son of Batman that Andy Kubert just put out? It came out on Wednesday. Uh, no, I haven't. Did what he, if Damien had not? No, no, that's that's Joe Kubert. Uh, he just lost some points. Uh, that's her father, Joe Kubert, um, the legend, Joe Kubert. Uh, Joe Kubert died, but uh, Andy and Adam are still very much alive. And one of them just put out Damien, Son of Batman, which is like, I don't know if it's in continuity. That's what we're discussing, and they don't tell you. What if Damien hadn't been killed? In the Batman and Robin book, and I think it's worth picking up just because it's a Kubert book. But um, I was a fan of it, and DC every now and then has like some fun stuff. Like I'll read anything that like Scott Snyder writes, Jeff Lemire writes. Like those are my guys. And in Marvel, even though yes, Marvel now is kicking ass. Yeah. I'm reading this Infinity, and I love Children of the Atom. I think the X Men Children of the Atom. I haven't read the final book, but I'm I'm really enjoying what I think Bendis on X Men is way better than Bendis on Avengers, and I think he's great on Avengers. Um, Jason Aaron's fantastic, but Infinity and, I've, and Jonathan Hickman. You know, we've been on shows together. I can't make heads or tails of Infinity. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's just like, <laughs> it just feels like an amorphous crossover. I feel like John um, Hickman, like yeah. when you're reading his things, it takes a few issues because he puts a lot of like groundwork into right. them. So once you get to the end, it'll all come together. And it was all but, spread out like, over several titles. There's like, you know, New Avengers, Avengers, and, you know, then you had the Age of Ultron stuff that kind of just barreled right into it, took place some kind of into it. I heard Age of Ultron was supposed to happen years ago. But it was delayed, and it kind of got shoehorned in a weird place in that soft Marvel reboot. But Marvel is on its game right now, and I think DC just, I mean, if they get their chance, they can just really run with it, you know? Because they're, I mean, how can they not get readers with the new Fifty Two? They had such a huge sales surge. The problem with the new Fifty Two is that you had a huge sales surge because it. it's it's like, it, oh, this new, mm. all these pop words, new, exciting, da da da, edgy, Superman doesn't care anymore, like all these new things. And the readers learn that, you know, after you get past all that edginess, there's no real character development, no real story. And you've and right, lost all of yeah. it that you've built over the years. Yeah, and I mean, every kid grows up knowing the story of, Su of Superman, Batman, and, you know, Spider Man. Animal Man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Spider, Spider Man is a Spider Man's important Marvel character, but those two characters, like, they really grow up learning those characters. And what DC is counting on right now is like, oh man, the only way we can save our brand is Superman, Batman, and that will be the movie. And personally, I think for DC, it will be the turning point. Be like, now we own the movies, Marvel. What are you going to do now? Now, I have an opinion. Okay. Because I, I, you know, I, I am a supporter of Batflick. Uh, I'm a supporter of that. I think he's the. I mean, he he is the he is the guy who looks the most like Bruce effing Wayne. Yeah, give him a chance. You know, in, he, in the town, he, he like that could have been Bruce. Wayne. Did you see him doing pull-ups in the yeah, town? Yeah. He could whip yeah. Christian Bale's. <laughs> but I think Christian Bale was a fantastic uh, Bruce Wayne. As a Batman, it was like it, it kind of, it, especially with by by the by rises it, like. It, I felt like Nolan was like, let's yeah, let's just do something uh, else. It, it, but you know no, what I mean? Like, like, he, like he's yeah, in the movie. Can you for, imagine if Heath Ledger didn't die? How much? But you know, Rises but Mike, he's been. in the movie for thirteen minutes. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like about if Heath Ledger would have survived. He was actually in Arkham, and he was the one in a book. Yes, talk about he was the one in the tie-in book, like that. Not Joker. He takes over Arkham, and the people in Blackgate won't fucking touch him. Yeah, yeah, that's in the book. So he, I mean, he's the character of Joker as Nolan set it up is in there. But with Affleck. I think I think after Man of Steel, which I actually enjoyed, uh, uh, I think I think I mean I enjoyed that more than, than than the Iron Man movie. I think Metropolis is so effed by the end of that movie that I cannot wait for the opening of Man of Steel two, mm -hmm. when Lex Luthor's rebuilding everything and he's like, oh by the way, I'm the one who built this city. He's the one who destroyed this city. Let's get rid of the alien. And he has a lot more in common with Mr. Wayne, who's a business associate. Like a bi I mean, he's a yeah. business equal than he does with this alien. 
in Wayne, he's the detective who can figure out that Lex is up to no good. Then you have the partnership of Superman. Kaboom, kaboom. Mm -hmm. I think this movie might really it, be good, and I'm an Affleck fan. It's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna be great. Um, but I said it, that about Green Lantern too, and I actually <laughs> like Green Lantern, and I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope they do. I hope they do not recast that movie. To the five dollar bill, we need a black Green Lantern. How dare you, sir? But um, but I agree with you. I agree with you. The Avengers lacked color. We got the Falcon holding it down. I don't like the Falcon. But that trailer was. But Mike, that trailer was better than the X Men. It was. It absolutely was. But the Batman Batfleck thing. For the first time I heard about it, the first time I got the announcement, my friend sent me the thing and I just freaked out there's a vine of me screaming like a child no, come on and now. throwing stuff when they first and after Kevin Smith Kevin Smith had to like after I listened to him talk about it had to talk me down off the ledge because that was about to be the moment I was like you know what let's go read Marvel I don't care I was going to rip off my shirt and Kevin Spider Smith shirt. wanted to do that really good just Superman read. movie too with Nick Cage so that's oh my God. that's, yeah. that's, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's a good guy to have on your just, side just, just read everything you nerds it's okay to like everything <laughs> yeah I never understood no. why the would you, why would you do a, why would you do a panel that delivers our culture that needs to unite. Yes. Uh, you sound like Molly McIsaac right now. No, but, I, sound, uh, <laughs> I sound like Jonathan. Hunter. I'm a little older, so I've been screaming louder. <laughs> it's it's not, just nobody likes me. It's it's an it's it's nobody more of an analyst. Me. It's less of a it's less of a like antagonistic thing. Sure, 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 sure. I, I don't know. It's I don't know. During the yeah, show, no, you were getting very. I saw you larping. Yeah, during the show, there anyone lots of fights nerd fight, nerd on, fight. On, on DC vs. Marvel, but I promise my panels, because I've done it a couple sure. a couple years, will be, it's more analytical. I have my friend who... Analytical? Does, mm. That is a big word. Put those oh, glasses back on. Yeah. Yeah. What was the one where he no, used the... Copacetic. Copacetic. Oh, copacetic is a good word. Yeah, but not when it's It didn't make any sense in, the, in oh, what he's... Oh, there's this bonus scene on the sci-fi website of his struggles with that word. It's oh, no. Awesome. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure I said it right. Um, oh, boy. It, but no, he said it three different ways. I said copacetic. One of them is copacetic. Shut um, up, nerds. Okay. <laughs> hey, Johnny, do you want to come by the, the Kamikaze Expo uh, this weekend at the LA Convention Center? Johnny Ice, our, our engineer, you want to come by? Let's let, just let me know when, Friday or Saturday, come by. Um, I've got tomorrow, I have to prep for it. Um, I have a like an hour-long conversation one-on-one -on, -one on the main stage with Edward James Olmos, who plays nice. Castillo in Miami Vice, which I'm writing. So I'm really excited to talk to Adamo. Lieutenant Castillo. Uh, Adama, and you know what we were talking about today was... Um. Oh, what is the quote from Blade Runner? He has the last line in Blade Runner, and it's like, uh, oh fuck! It's like it doesn't matter if she die, not everyone lives. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I, I've totally butchered it, but he has a, the last line in Blade Runner, which makes him amazing with Greek credibility. Uh, Saturday, check the website. We ra we wrote up all the panels we're looking forward to on Geekscape.net, but we also but I have got the the Mr. Belding Saved by the Bell one. I'm excited about that one, uh, talking to Mr. Belding and uh, Joel Seldner, the writer of Saved by the Bell, the new comic. And, uh, of course, on Sunday, I've got the um, Lion Forge panel which to talk about my, the Miami Vice comic, but uh, I'll announce it here. Rampage Jackson is going to be joining us, and uh, we're going to be talking Airwolf, Knight Rider, those books. And what was announced today, the adaptation of Night Trap, the comic book, the Sega CD game. Remember that? <laughs> the Sega CD game? Oh, man, I am older than you guys. <laughs> and then afterwards, uh, I'm doing my panel on Kaiju versus Men in Suits. And right after that on Sunday, I'm doing my zombie panel. I will tell you, Geekscape is the first feature film from Geekscape. Uh, we submitted to Sundance and South by Southwest, Doc of the Dead. We watched a rough cut on Tuesday night, and i got to tell you how amazing it is to watch a movie, see Simon Pegg in your film. And then to see Bruce Campbell in your film. Oh. Then to see Max Brooks in your film. And then to see all these zombie luminaries in your film. And then Tuesday we went and interviewed Robert Kirkman for the movie. So when this thing hits from Epics in March or April, uh, you guys are going to be like, okay, well, Geekscape was associated with the best zombie doc 
ever made. And uh, just wait until you see Super Action Man in the film, too. Um, where can we follow you guys on Twitter and Facebook? Let's get it out here, um, and then we'll wrap it up. At, at Andrew Duvall. You can follow me at Andrew Duvall on the Twitter. The apartment is on YouTube. on YouTube. Lisa, are you on the Twitter? Yeah, at Lisa Best Comedy. Okay. And uh, Sal, you're in front of the mic. At Salvatore Fringo. Mike? Uh, Mike of Still 15 on Twitter. Kristen? I'm at Super Space Chick on Twitter. Molly? I'm Molly McIsaac on Twitter, and that's just Isaac with Mick on the front. <laughs> at Real Paul Perkins. Oh, then not to be confused. Uh, for <laughs> Johnny Ice is Johnny Icebox on Twitter. I'm at Jonathan Lennon on Twitter. On Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter, look for Geekscape, befriend us follow us and on geekscape.net our good buddy Derek and Shane they're just posting some amazing news and we'll be at Kamikaze booth 610 all weekend we'll see you guys there see you next week as well peace peace thank you bye guys you're listening to the Toad Hop Network radio worth watching